I'm Kim Singletary. And I'm Rich Collins with Biz New Orleans Magazine. Welcome to Biz Talks. Each week, we reach beyond the pages of Biz New Orleans Magazine to bring you in-depth conversations with members of the business community. From the names everyone knows to the ones destined to make their mark, we'll dive into the top issues, best practices, successes, and failures of every industry that calls Southeast Louisiana home. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's podcast. Our guests are Oshner Health CEO Warner Thomas and Executive Vice President and Chief Financial Officer Pete November. Thomas announced earlier today that he's leaving his post at Louisiana's largest private employer after 24 years to take the top job at Sutter Health, a Sacramento, California-based nonprofit healthcare network. November will take over as CEO at Oshner on, appropriately enough, November 1st. Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Great. Hey, thanks, Rich. Uh, it's great to be with you. Thanks, Rich. Thank you, guys. Warner, my first question, you've been a part of Oshner for 24 years. What can you tell us about how you're feeling right now to talk about where you're going and why Why was this the right time? Yeah. So uh, it's bittersweet. Um, it's, uh, I'm looking forward to the opportunity at Sutter Health. Uh, Sutter is a great organization and has a long storied history dating back to the mid-1800s. Uh, with some of their original facilities. Um, so I'll talk about that in a moment. But I'm also sad in that I'm I'm leaving. I mean, Oxnard is my family. They're my friends. They're um, been my colleagues. We've we've gone through thick and thin together. Um, I, I really feel like we've made history together over the past 24 years. And it's um, so it's bittersweet. I'm 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 excited for uh, where Oxnard will go. And Pete's leadership is going to be amazing to continue to take auction to, to new heights. So I'm excited for that. And um, certainly um, uh, I'm excited about the opportunity I'll have in Northern California to help shape the healthcare market in, in that region as well. I do have some questions for Pete. I want to ask you one more about where you're going first, Warner. T- uh, tell me about this new healthcare system. How is it similar to, how is it different from, from what you've been doing for the last sure. half decades? So Sutter Health is is an integrated healthcare system, just like Auctioner, with you know 23 hospitals and 12,000 affiliated physicians. They have several thousand physicians that are in um, medical groups that have essentially partnerships with Sutter Health as well. Um, it's the 10th largest not-for-profit health system in the country. Um, once again, has a long storied history and and has just done amazing things in Northern California. Um, yeah, I think they were looking for uh, a CEO who, you know, had experience, um, had been a CEO previously, um, had experience working with physicians and could build strong physician relationships, uh, had relationships and, and capabilities to build strong relationships with payers. Um, and I've, we've done that here with Blue Cross, United, and Humana. Um, we've built, you know, strong partnerships with all of those. I look forward to bringing that capability to Sutter. And, and, you know, frankly, I think someone who had, you know, had gone through a lot of challenges and adversity. And as you know, here in, uh, at Auctioner, we've, we've had our share over the past couple of decades. And, you know, because of the team that's been built here and because of the depth of talent of our physicians and our leaders, uh, you know, Auctioner just continues to have great momentum for the future. And, and I think, you know, Sutter was looking for somebody that had been part of an organization like that, it could break some of those skills to their organization in, um, in Sacramento. Not to get into a ranking contest, but you mentioned that Sutter is 10th uh, of its type in the country. Where does Oshner fall? I don't know. 
Yeah, Ox is probably in the top. I mean, I have to look at it, but probably in the top twenty-five or thirty. Yeah, um, Warner, you and I looked at that uh, recently for one of our board meetings, and that's right. We're somewhere in the top twenty-five to thirty. Gotcha. All right. Well, Pete, November. Oscar has grown exponentially over the last decade. Let's say you've been here for a decade and a half. Right. Where do you see things going next? Is there room for more growth? Is that is that even the plan? Yeah. So, um, Rich, I'll answer that question. I would like to just start out and say big thanks to my friend Warner. Um, he's done an amazing job, and uh, you know I've learned a lot from him, and um, I'm proud of him and excited for his new opportunity. And um, you know we're going to support him every step of the way on where he goes. Um, you know, in, in terms of where we go, look, our first priority is going to be to take great care of patients in the in the communities we serve today, to grow the number of patients that we care for in the communities that we have today. Um, we will obviously look at um, further external growth. Um, I, you know, we've we've been growing for ten years. Um, I think growth will continue to be important, and so we'll look for opportunities to grow, and um, in markets where we feel like we can, you know, provide value. And, um, and help, you know, improve the, the care that's being provided and, and do good things. So we'll certainly look at that, but, you know, our focus will always be on, you know, growing and taking great care of the patients in the markets um, that we now serve. You, you read and you see stories about hand-wringing about how much, how much consolidation is the right amount. It seems like in the, the expansion that Oshner has undergone over the last few years, a lot of times there's a health system that's maybe not doing so good and Oshner can come in and bring some vitality. But is that a consideration you guys make? How big is too big? Yeah, I don't. I don't know that there's a, a perfect answer to how big is too big. Um, I think that you know, to your point, when we look at these uh, relationships that we've created, we always look at, you know, is there an opportunity for go to go in there and work with a partner, and um, you know, improve quality, improve access, provide resources they may not have. And, um, and and help more people. And that, you know, that's really the way we look at it. And, you know, again, we'll keep looking at new opportunities to grow, um, but I don't think there's the perfect answer to how big is too big. Understood. I got a question. This is really for both of you. When a transition like this happens, is there protocol and a mechanism in place? What's happening behind the scenes when there's a transition like this? Yeah, I would say that, you know, if, at Auctioner, one of the things that we do exceptionally well is what we call our talent management and talent review process. We look at succession planning at every level of the organization. We look at how we develop people and, and promote and grow leaders in our organization, both our physician leaders and our administrative leaders. And this is something we've done every year for the past 21 years. Um, and I think when we started, people were like, well, gee, why do we do this? Well, we do it because it makes you a stronger organization and you're able to have, you know, um, internal successions like, you know, the last two will have been at auctioner. So when Pat Quinlan transitioned out in 2012, I came in behind him and, and, you know, I think that that transition uh, went relatively smooth and was, has been somewhat successful for auctioner. And I think if you look at uh, where we are today, um, you know, our board, uh, you know, our board chair, Andy Wisdom, our board, you know, led by him, went through a process to evaluate internal successors and uh, eventually came to a unanimous decision to appoint Pete to this uh, um, CEO job. And, you know, the transition is going to be extremely smooth. I mean, I view that if this doesn't go smooth, if we have a hiccup, you know, I failed as a, as a leader, um, you know, and so 
this in, internal transition is, it's to me, one of the great strengths of the organization, and it creates tremendous stability and ongoing, you know, direction for the organization versus going external, who are you going to get, what's their view of it, you know, how are they going to be welcomed or not welcomed by internal constituents. People know Pete, they know his track record, he knows the strategy, um, there's a lot of comfort there, and I can tell you, yeah, you know, folks don't want to see me go, but the comfort to know that, hey, we got our CEO internal, he's going to keep the team together, the strategy is going to keep rolling, that creates tremendous stability in an organization. Warner, looking back, what would you say is your biggest accomplishment at Oshner? And what's your biggest, say, regret or piece of unfinished business? Wow. <laughs> getting right, you're getting right to it here, huh? Yeah, I can't um, wait. I can't wait to hear the answer to the, to the yeah. second part of that um, question. So I, you know, look, there's been so many great things happen at, at Oshner. I would say my biggest, uh, I think that what I view as kind of a biggest achievement is the team that we've built at Oshner over the years. Um, the capability, the leadership, the ability to deal with adversity, the depth of capability, you know, not just, I mean, people look at me and they're like, oh, well, you know, auctioner's doing great things. I mean, there are so many people that make this happen. So many people that work as teams every day. That is what makes auctioner special, both our administrative leaders and our physician leaders who you know, run our various clinical areas in the organization. So I would say the depth and capability and unity of the leadership team would be, you know, on my top um, areas that I feel I've, I've made an impact at Auctioner. Um, you know, things that are unfinished, look, we're never, we're never done, you know? Um, and I think the impact that Auctioner can have on the communities we serve can continue to grow and expand, you know, we did launch 40 by 30, you know, to take the health status of Louisiana from 49th or 50th. We've been battling it out with Mississippi for the past two decades for the bottom and to take Louisiana to 40th by 2030. And we, you know, set that as a big goal. Once again, not that we can do it on our own, but we want to be a catalyst. Um, I, I think to see how that evolves and where that goes and, and then all of our workforce programs, which are part of that initiative and building a huge workforce pipeline in the organization. I think those are things that I, I'm really excited to see where they go and how they develop over time. Pete, what role will digital health and all the technology that we seem to discover collectively over the last two years, what role will that play as, as you move things forward? Yeah. Well, you know, first we're, we're committed to that digital transformation that's going on in healthcare. And um, we all read about it every day. Um, you know, I think that, you know, first of all, it will give people access to care that they may not have otherwise had. Um, it'll give people ease of care that they may not otherwise have had. Um, I think we're we're seeing, particularly with all the challenges in healthcare, that um, digital technology um, will make it easier in our workforce and um, help address some of those challenges. Um, and and you know, certainly as you see the shift um, to more and more folks going into Medicare over the years um, or in the Medicare space. Um, whether MA or traditional, um, those tools will play a big role in helping us lower the cost, improve the outcomes, and um, give people better access. I'll start with you in this, Pete, and this is really relevant to both of you. A lot of the challenges in the healthcare industry have been laid bare over the last few years. Hiring and retaining nurses and doctors and personnel, it's, it's a challenge. Medical costs are a challenge. 
where do you see improvements in that category and what steps do you think you're going to take to try and, and get there? Well, I think on the workforce issue, I think it, the first step is, um, you know, our nurses, our caregivers, our employees need to know and continue to know how much we care for them and appreciate them and value them and um, know that we want them here and we'll do anything we can do to support them. I think that matters a great deal. Uh, I think we need to make sure that they have the resources. We talk a lot about nursing, but there's a lot of people that support our nurses um, and we need to make sure that we are able to get that support so we can help our nurses um, in the organization. Um, we certainly need to work on workforce. We've made a lot of investments in workforce development. Um, I think that's the the long-term solution for this. Um, I also think a byproduct of that is it's great for the, the economy of our region, economy of our state. Um, and then I think we need to keep innovating. You know, you, you mentioned the digital technology. Um, there's other things that we could do to try to innovate how we deliver care, to try to um, you know, to, to, to try to support our, our frontline caregivers um, and ultimately deal with those challenges that you mentioned. Warner, what about you out in California? Yeah, I think, you know, and look, it's it's uh, probably a little early for me to comment on uh, things happening at Sutter. I got a, um, I got a lot to learn as I get in there and, you know, do a listening and learning tour. But I would say that, you know, I think just a fundamental issue in healthcare overall is, the payment mechanism needs to evolve from fee for service payments, you know, to get paid for everything that you do to more of a global model of payment, what's called capitation, where you get paid a certain amount per month to take care of the people that you serve. It totally changes the system of how we try to take care of people. Um, you move from these incentives that are built into the healthcare system. This isn't just Auctioner or Sutter, it's everywhere to do more versus a system that's capitated that you get a global payment to say, what is the most effective and cost-effective way we can take care of somebody and keep them out of hospitals, you know, manage their chronic disease differently. And Oxnard is, is, has been a, a leader in this nationally in our Medicare Advantage contracts where we, where we are globally capitating and paid a global fee. It allows innovation. Um, it allows you to do things very differently than you can, can under a fee-for-service system. And so, you know, I, I think this is a, a national issue, not a, an auctioner or a Sutter issue, that we have to keep evolving the payment mechanism uh, to reward health systems that do a better job taking care of people in a complete fashion and managing their total wellness um, and, and being, being much more um, proactive versus reactive in people's care. Well, I think anyone who uh, navigates the world of health insurance would agree that we need to Anything we can do to improve and streamline the way we pay for healthcare is a welcome, welcome change. Absolutely. Uh, all right, just just a couple of little light questions, and I'll let you guys go on with your other interviews for the day. Uh, Warner, I'm guessing I know the thing you'll miss the least about New Orleans. Well, I might be wrong, but I'm guessing it's probably uh, hurricane season. But um, talk to me a little bit about that. What, what are you going to miss about your home? Yeah, so first of all, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna keep my residence in New Orleans and uh, my, uh, you know, Renee, my partner, she's got, you know, two children and five grandchildren here and and uh, a mom and a sister. And so we're gonna be, we'll keep our residence here in New Orleans. And so I'm, I'm excited to keep connections, you know, back in the city. Um, you know, look, I, I think the thing I'm gonna miss the most is just the people, right? I mean, New Orleans is a special place. It's, uh, 
uh, it is all about people. And that's the thing. When I moved here from New Hampshire in 1998, <laughs> I learned very quickly about what warmth was and what caring and, and just being connected to people is all about. And that is certainly New Orleans and, and Louisiana. Um, it, it's just a, it's a place that, um, you know, you can have fun, you can live life to the fullest and, um, and, and also, you know, do great things like we do at auction each and every day. So New Orleans is a special place. And look, I, I grew up here. I mean, I've, I've been here almost half my life. Um, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to miss it, even though I do plan on, and I've been clear with this inside auction, I do plan on retiring here when I finish up, um, oh, my, uh, my work on the West coast. So, um, you know, it's, like I said, it's bittersweet, but the people are definitely what I'm going to miss the most. I know a lot of people say the food, but I, I would say I'm going to miss the people. Well, that that's wonderful. Now, and I was being glib, but but I imagine it will be nice not to have to plan for potential disaster every July, August, and September. Yeah, and, and look, every every place has their challenges, right? I mean, in Northern California, there's wildfires, and Sutter's had to deal with wildfires in Northern California. So they've and they've done a superb job in how they prepare for that. It's a so I think you know, regardless of what health system you're in or where you are, you have things you just got to be ready for. And you've got to be prepared for. I mean, Auctioner has been battle tested over and over and over um, on on this, and I hope to bring some of those lessons with me as I, you know, learn the ropes at Sutter and learn the things that they do there uh, to to address some of these challenges in in that region. Pete, you're a Kentucky native. I am. I grew up in a small town and uh, right outside of Lexington, Kentucky. And you've been here for a, a good uh, chunk of time now. What do you what do you uh, like most about your adopted home here? Yeah, um, you know the people. I'd say exactly what Warner said. I mean, <laughs> we, I I do I do a lot. The people um, at Oshner, um are are amazing. Um, we've got you know great friends in the community, and so we really are connected to New Orleans um, by the people. And um, you know, for me and my wife, we raised our our kids here um, that, you know, they're off, you know, one's in college and one's living in New York and has a job, but we raised our kids here and this is where we be. We want to be until we retire. And um, that's part of what's so exciting about this is the opportunity to be in New Orleans and to help keep supporting New Orleans and, you know, making New Orleans great and, um, and uh, continue those friendships, both at Oshner and outside of Oshner. Uh, well, we're happy to have you. That's for sure. Warner, you said something at the leadership meeting a, a few weeks ago that I got to watch. It really stuck with me. You know, you had several thousand people at the convention center. Yeah. It was leaders from all across the, from all across your system. And somewhere in your remarks, you just mentioned casually that, oh yeah, X number of years ago, this same meeting happened in one of the screening rooms at the uh, Elmwood movie theater. Yeah. And I, but that really did a good job of illustrating how how fast uh, Oshner has grown. Uh, look, just congratulations on all your success uh, that you uh, and everything, uh, and thank you for everything you've done for Oshner and for uh, Louisiana. And and best of luck to you in this next endeavor. Thanks, Rich. I appreciate it. And and I I come back to. I mean, I'm so glad you're able to come to our system leadership meeting and you which to me is one piece of the secret sauce of, of Auctioner is creating alignment with that group. And as you said, you know, our, our 3000, you know, supervisors and, and all leaders in the organization, it is, uh, 
the energy, the, um, the enthusiasm, the positive um, motivation we get from those meetings are, are great. And you're right. I mean, I think it was probably like around, you know, 04 or, or, or 05, something like that, that we were having our leadership meeting at the, it was a larger theater, but it was at the Elmwood, uh, it was at the Elmwood um, movie theater. And we had a couple of hundred people or 300 people. And now obviously we've had huge success, but it's because of that team that you saw there that we're able to do what we do today. Well, um, Again, congratulations and good luck with everything. Pete, I, my last question is for you. This is about the last question I ask in every one of these conversations. And that's, you know, we think about New Orleans and all of its beauty and all its fragility. As you look at your job ahead, what makes you feel worried about our city and our economy and what makes you feel optimistic? Yeah, um, well, look, I, I've, I've never been in a city and I've lived in a few cities over my career where people care more about the city <laughs> and um, believe in the city more than they do New Orleans. And um, so when you have people that care about it that much and believe in it that much, um, we can solve all of our problems and we will. And I think that's part of our obligation. Um, you know, we're the largest private employer in the state. Um, we, uh, we were founded here. We're committed to being here and helping work with our community leaders to, to, to solve those problems. But we can solve them because people really believe in this city and, and, and want to continue to make it great. And so that that's, I think that's where you need to start. Sounds right to me. Uh, Warner Thomas, Pete November, Ashner Health, congratulations on your new roles. And thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank Thanks you. So See ya. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biz Talks. If you like what you hear each week, don't forget to rate us and leave a comment wherever you listen to your podcasts. And follow us on social media at Biz New Orleans. For more information or to contact us, please visit bizneworleans.com slash biztalks.